Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're all already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Thursday, August 10th. 2023 in the Gregorian calendar and the 23rd of of 5783 in the Hebrew calendar. After the news portion, hang on for the end of the show. We have a fun story for you about Tel Aviv street art. I bet you'll learn some things that you didn't know. Now, let's get to the news. After much anticipation, Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman has reportedly indicated his hesitation toward fully normalizing ties with Israel and reaching an agreement with the current Israeli government for a normalization deal. The Wall Street Journal reports while the U.S. and Saudi Arabia have agreed on broad terms for a potential Israel-Saudi deal, the likelihood of finalizing details within the next 9 to 12 months is low due to a joint demand that Israel make significant gestures toward the Palestinians. The reported terms involve major security guarantees from the U.S. to Saudi Arabia, Riyadh distancing itself from China, and Israel taking significant steps toward an independent Palestinian state. However, the White House is denying that there is an agreed-upon negotiation framework that has already been put out. I'll keep you updated on this Israel-Saudi deal that is being brokered by the Americans. A Palestinian gunman who is reportedly a member of an armed group in the West Bank and wanted by Israel was killed by Israeli forces near the city of Nablus in the northern West Bank. The 27-year-old was shot during clashes in the town of Zawata. The Israel Defense Forces say troops came under fire during, quote, proactive activity and returned fire, hitting and killing the 27-year-old gunman. A Telegram account linked to the Al-Aqsa Martyrs Brigade claims that the man was a commander in the group's local wing in a Nablus refugee camp. The IDF is also publishing that troops prevented a 21-year-old Palestinian man from carrying out a terror attack in Israel that was supposed to take place this week. Israel's El Al Airlines is having serious discussions with Airbus to potentially purchase up to 30 A321 Neo jets. This marks a significant departure from its long-standing reliance on Boeing planes. The move is part of El Al's strategy to replace its short-haul fleet and increase the overall fleet size from 46 to 59 planes by 2028. El Al is now shifting to change suppliers with a potential investment for the company of $4 billion U.S. dollars. This shift comes as El Al celebrates 20 years of being traded publicly on the Tel Aviv Stock Exchange. If you have been thinking about supporting the Israel Daily News podcast, you can buy a surprise gift box for yourself or anyone you know with Hasod. And that way, you'll be able to send a contribution straight to the Israel Daily News podcast, and you'll get some local handmade treats from the Holy Land. I love working with Hasod because I get to taste and hold all of the products and decide what I like and what I don't like for the listeners. Also, it's a taste of modern Israel. Local artists who are making amazing bowls, chocolates, candies, wines, bracelets, bags, soaps, you name it, I am in love. If you want to get a summer box or welcome to Israel box or a support the show box, 
which is a purchase that goes directly to the Israel Daily News podcast. Enter the coupon code SHANA10 in all capital letters, and you'll get a 10% discount for the box. And of course, whatever purchases at Hasod store that come via the Israel Daily News podcast go straight to the podcast. That's Hasod, H-A-S-O-D, store.com, or just click on the special link in the show notes. Thank you, all of you, for your interest in Israeli affairs. Israeli politics are world politics. I also want to thank all of you who personally finance and fund the Israel Daily News podcast with monthly contributions. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend. And three, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at IsraelDaily.News, as well as Shanna Fold. My name has two N's in it, and I'm very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. When walking through the streets of Tel Aviv, you might find yourself looking at bold colored murals, fierce political messages, and individual stories, all of which have been expressed through a spray can. Artists from all over the world, Berlin, Vienna, Madrid, you name it, come here to Tel Aviv to showcase their art in front of the eyes of your everyday passerby. Street art in Tel Aviv rose to popularity in the 1990s following the assassination of Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin. And since then, it's become a popular way for artists to show what's on their minds and in their hearts. We reached out to the city of Tel Aviv to find out how they deal with street art, what is permitted, and what is considered to be simply defacing property. The municipality of Tel Aviv has received 952 complaints since the beginning of 2023. Lev Tel Aviv, in English we would call it the heart of Tel Aviv, had 103 complaints. The city considers Schenken, Allenby, Rothschild to be the heart and the surrounding areas. Over in South Tel Aviv in the Neve Shanan neighborhood, there were 68 complaints. Everyone who's gotten in touch with the city for a graffiti-related incident is asking for it to be removed. Graffiti and street art is treated the same in every neighborhood and by its nature is temporary as artists continue to use the same spaces for their work. The Israel Daily News podcast spoke with artists to find out how street art has impacted their lives. It's, uh, it's like a bug in the system that we all share. So, you know, even traveling around the world, you always uh, get connected with other artists that share the same same passion for it you know it's like it's the best uh, it's not even just israel it's like worldwide community of artists that that do it and they always i always find myself like um i don't know staying a night getting hosted by artists going out together to paint to have a beer it's really it's really like a a warm community and wherever I go, I find like nice people that share the same fashion. So it's really cool, actually. Guy Bloom is a renowned traveler and artist. He says he's inspired by cartoons from the 1990s like Beavis and Butthead or Ren and Stimpy. Despite currently residing in Switzerland for a one-year expedition, Guy claims territory on the streets of Tel Aviv. You can recognize his art by signature paintings that emphasize facial features like big lips or bulging asymmetric eyes. His works are vibrant and mixes pigments from opposite sides of the color wheel. 
Once you've seen his work, you'll find it hard to miss all the rest of his pieces on the streets. He showcases his posters and offers work for commission. Artists that we spoke with say painting on the street is not only a risk in terms of public approval, but it's also taking a risk by hedging bets against law enforcement. In the state of Israel, graffiti or street art is not permitted. Graffiti is typically spray paintings of words and signs, whereas professionals argue street art are more developed expressions that resemble full paintings. Illinois Kislov is the founder of Graffiti Yule street art tours in Tel Aviv and says she loves to bring curiosity to lesser known areas of the city. Her organization is one of the many street art tours you can take in Tel Aviv to learn about the creative processes the artists are willing to share with the public. She also says putting her work up for public display is worth it if it means she can express herself and bring an emotional response from viewers. So once I got caught by the police and spent the night in the police station and they opened like a criminal record and so on, I had lots of hours to think of what I did and to be mad at myself. But then I realized after a few hours that it was worth getting caught by the police because the message I had was really important. And if it means I had to stay the night in the police, it's worth because I knew I know that after it made a lot of impact. So that's something significant that happened to me. And since then, every time I go out to spray, I think before, will that be worth getting caught by the police? Will that actually make a statement or like, will it impact someone? And if yes, I do it. So that really helps. And I can tell you that the best ideas I had for doing graffiti is things that people told me when I did the tours. And that's the reason I love doing the tours because people, their impression on what they see is so different from my perspective. And I feel like they really opened my eyes and I opened their eyes and that's, I love it. I think it's like graffiti is such an amazing way to make people see things they didn't see before. Kislove did not want to comment on what her mural looked like, she says it's important to keep some ambiguity around her identity so that people can separate the work from the person. She specifically did not want to be identified by her gender or religious affiliation. The lively art community of Tel Aviv is growing each day. That includes Solomon Souza, who comes from a long line of creative arts. He says he's inspired by his grandfather, F.N. Souza, who was celebrated in his native India, where he was one of the founders of modern Indian art. Souza also says that street artists have, quote, rules when it comes to respecting people's homes and properties to ensure no damage is done. Nevertheless, he thinks a little splash of paint won't hurt. My opinion has definitely changed over the years. I initially thought that... Um, I mean, at a younger age, you know, you don't really, you're not so considerate of other people. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I wasn't very considerate of other people, I guess. Or if I drank too much alcohol, I wouldn't be. And so I would paint wherever I wanted. And I don't know. Now that, now that I'm you know, a bit older, I, I see, you know, people, you know, people, people invest themselves into their businesses and this. And I'm like, you know, there, 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 there's definitely limits. Like, you don't want to, there's definitely, there is, there, there is a line between vandalism and kind of legitimate kind of painting in the street. Like, I think, like, you know, street-facing walls, street-facing walls, they belong to the city anyway. They don't actually belong to the, to the private owner. 
You can find Souza's work around Tel Aviv on streets like Washington Boulevard or Florentine Street in the neighborhood of Florentine. You might also see his paintings at the Shuk in Jerusalem or the Market in Jerusalem, where he recently completed several murals for the 100-year-old institution. Asaf Eshel of the municipality of Tel Aviv urges artists to submit an application to the Committee for Art in the Public Space to create street art with no risk of being confronted by law enforcement. Did you know that? Did you know that Tel Aviv has a committee for art in the public space? Meanwhile, Souza notes that working with the municipality has been a long and painful process in the past, but recently they have become more tolerable, as he says. One thing artists say is that you can see a difference in the art based on the neighborhood you're in. Florentine's grunge vibe is totally different from the classic Nevitsetic, where you find more contemporary and abstract pieces painted on the public walls and buildings. Artists hope their works give each neighborhood a unique feel. All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Thursday, August 10th, 2023. Tel Aviv has a low of 24 degrees Celsius and a high of 31 degrees. That's 76 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 87 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. You can sign up for that at israeldaily.news. A big thank you goes out to our social media director, Michelle Milner, and Dylan Jaffe for writing and producing our street art story for today. I'll send you off now with a song called Flying High by Erica Kroll, a talented Israeli DJ. Let's hear her hits. Have a great and productive day and... An excellent weekend.